Welcome to Rossin Connection, a podcast about all things Lehigh Engineering, coming to you from the PC Rossin College of Engineering and Applied Science at Lehigh University. It's a show for students, alumni, faculty, and staff, current, former, and future, and for anyone interested in the many creative ways that engineers are solving the world's problems. I'm your host and producer, Christine Fennessy. Matt Bilski first got interested in robotics when he was a kid. He got a Lego Mindstorm set for a present. And he was more of a Kinex guy back then, but the Lego set was the first programmable robot he'd ever had. Today, Matt runs a company built around a snake-like robot called the Flexbot. On this episode, how Lehigh alum Matt Bilski went from that Kinex kid to CEO. Thanks for joining us. Okay, Google, turn on power supply. Okay, Google, turn on iron. That's Matt Bilski. I'm Dr. Matt Bilski. Matt is a mechanical engineer. He got his undergrad, master's, and PhD at Lehigh. He was a postdoc and a professor at the university. And today, he's an entrepreneur. And currently, my role is founder and CEO of Flex Solutions here in South Bethlehem. Here in South Bethlehem means his house. From the outside, it's a typical duplex with a neat spindled railing around the front porch. And so his neighbors have no idea what's going on inside or why he needs Google to help him turn on all of his stuff. I've converted the majority of a three-bedroom house into a full, you know, state-of-the-art robotics facility. My office is 10 by 12. And I think I have more crap per square foot than most people could imagine. But it's also very accessible, organized, because if you can't find it, you can't use it. Matt's office is a wonder of stacked plastic bins. They're on shelves above his workbench. They sit on wheels tucked under his desk. They slide like drawers from his tool cart. And nearly all of them are labeled with green tape. My absolute favorite tool in the lab is this right here. This is my masking tape dispenser. I use it for everything for electrical tape, to mounting things, to you name it. But bins and tape aren't what makes this house such a high-tech stealth lab. His office also has a 3D printer in the closet, soldering irons on his workbench, a hot air reflow station for working on circuits, and a fume extractor to suck away solder fumes. And in the bedroom down the hall, He's got two more 3D printers and an oven for melting solder. Up in the attic, he's got a resin printer for fine detail stuff, a laser cutter for printing prototypes, and a very noisy ultrasonic cleaner that he uses for cleaning circuit boards and 3D printed parts. It's an impressive setup, and it's been home to Matt's startup for nearly two years. Now he's just weeks away from finishing his beta prototype. It started as an idea he had back in the summer of 2013. An idea that put him on a unique path as a Ph.D. student at Lehigh. Or maybe it's more accurate to say kept him on a path he's been on since he was a kid. It never really was a surprise that I was going to be an engineer. Matt was fascinated by things like vacuum cleaners. He lost it as a four-year-old when his mom wouldn't buy him an extension cord. And he loved, loved 
getting Home Depot gift cards. Like, that was what I got for my birthday. We didn't really have video games when I was a kid, and I just remember my friends would get them, and I'd be like, well, they're going to play with that for a year, but if I buy a tool, I'll have it forever. Growing up, he was always inventing stuff. Most of it, like a zip line off the swing set, didn't work. But he kept at it in his basement workshop. In fourth grade, I entered an inventor's competition and built the adjustable screwdriver hammer. And didn't win, but I got a screwdriver set, which I was really happy with. Then fast forward, like 20 years later, I was on Amazon and somebody made an adjustable screwdriver hammer and I bought it. <laughs> it still just sits on the first floor of my house and that seems to be my go-to everything. So I guess it wasn't that crazy of an idea in hindsight. Matt was also really good at fixing stuff. He was still a kid when he figured out how to repair computers and he turned himself into a business. My middle school years, I was making a pretty good amount of money. Uh, in the summers, you know, my friends were camp counselors and I was fixing computers. And then as I got older, was able to start doing handyman work for other people. I always, as a kid, it was, I would watch hands-on TLC and stuff and learn from the TV. My parents would be like, how'd you learn that? I'm like, I saw it on TV. So before they'd call the handyman, they'd call me, they'd let me try. It's like, well, it's broken. We'll see if he can fix it. In high school, chemistry and biology just didn't do it for him. Too much memorization, not enough action. Science fair was always my favorite because it's like, let's learn something to make something, to do something. But one class totally resonated with his inner inventor. For me, physics really explained the way I saw the world. Definitely mechanical physics of friction and force equals MA, things like that just made total sense. And it was like, okay, this is a language to describe what I already knew. It was also in high school where Matt learned programming. He remembers feeling pretty confident walking into the computer club as a freshman. And I ran a computer repair business and a networking business. And that was the first time that nobody really cared that I could build a computer, that I could network. That didn't matter to the computer club. The computer club was computer programming. And that was really my first exposure to programming. So Matt did what Matt does. He bought a book at Barnes & Noble and taught himself programming. He did a couple of summer online courses, and when he was a junior, he decided to build a robot for the science fair. So I built this, like, wheeled cart that you could put it on and had, like, the Lego Mindstorms and a GPS that we had, put a couple sensors on and built a autonomous robot that could navigate around my driveway and to the next house and back. That was the last robot that Matt made before the one that has ultimately made him the CEO of a startup and turned his bedrooms into laboratories. And we'll get to that robot in a minute. But first, we're going on YouTube. The kite string reeler-inner has a variable speed control and can quickly reel in a kite that's even 500 feet out. Here's a close-up of the winding mechanism in action. That's Matt on YouTube. He's posted 98 videos since 2007, and they're a mix. His channel features lectures and seminars he gave at Lehigh, and the rest are his prototypes and problem-solving inventions. Like the automatic kite string reeler inner. Back to that YouTube video. I've always enjoyed flying kites ever since I was a kid. Getting it up and flying and letting the string go out as far as I could was always the best part. But the annoying part was having to wind up the string manually, which always seemed to take forever. So picture a square plastic box with no top. You load the kite spool in from the top, lock it down, and route the string through the winding mechanism in the front of the box. The whole thing is 3D printed and powered by a drill battery. 
Thinking back on it now, Matt says it's one of his most satisfying inventions. Because I was a little kid when I built a crappy balsa wood and you know, Radio Shack motor version that just basically coiled a string. Never actually worked. But then 20 years later, decide, I have a 3D printer. I have a full lab. I'm, I'm a PhD in engineering. I'm sure I can build this. To actually then build the real thing and be able to take it out. It was, it was really cool to just, I've always thought about this for years and years and years. And now I have it. His most popular video has more than 40,000 views. He was planning a cross-country trip and wanted to be able to carry his gear, haul around all of his friends, and sleep in his car. Here's Matt showing viewers how to build a folding twin-size bed for a Subaru Outback. As you can see, you could fold down the back seats and then pull out the bed frame, put in the supports, snap out the ends, and then you could slide out the pieces that support the mattress, and boom, you have an instant twin-size bed in the back of your Subaru, but you can still carry all five passengers. For Matt, YouTube is a place to share ideas and build his brand. So whether you're looking to design a budget-friendly tool drawer or maximize your lab space, he's the guy who figures stuff out. Because I think YouTube is the future of content. And I think through this whole pandemic, it's and we haven't seen new movies, we haven't seen TV shows, it's been the summer of the creator. That creator mindset, it shaped Matt's trajectory at Lehigh. When he was a junior in the mechanical engineering department, his advisor recognized just how good he was at building stuff. Matt had taught himself Arduino. It's an open-source electronics platform. And this guy's like, you got to get an electroengineering minor, and what you do is called mechatronics. So learning that I'm a mechatronics person, now I had to figure out what it took to be a mechatronics person. Mechatronics combines electrical, computer, mechanical, and robotics engineering. It's used in things like automation, medical imaging, and control systems. Matt did end up getting that minor in electrical engineering, and he started to get a feeling for the direction he wanted to go in, but it wasn't going to be conventional. He graduated in 2012 and soon started a Ph.D. program. And like most grad students, he was doing research for another professor. But then he started teaching, and that's when he essentially created his own Ph.D. program, called an Entrepreneurial-Minded Dissertation. He was getting paid to teach, teaching covered his tuition, which meant he could focus on his own research and on an idea he had for a company. In 2013, during the second year of his Ph.D., he started Impossible Incorporated. I think it Impossible Incorporated really comes down at a core to who I am. I'm the type of guy that if you complain to me, you should better know that I'm going to try to solve the problem. I see the world, and I don't see it the way it is. I see it the way it could be. So I like using my engineering skill set to solve life's wouldn't-it-be-nice-if problems. One of those problems was how to access hard-to-reach places. As an undergrad, Matt had worked as a contractor fixing apartments. He knew what it meant if, you know, for example, someone wanted a new light in a kitchen. The ceiling had to be cut open, dust would be everywhere, and of course it's expensive. I think it was pretty early on that I was like, you know, I think I'm going to make a robot that runs wires. That is the sound of that robot. It's called the FlexBot. Picture a snake made of short plastic segments. And what you're hearing is the sound of one of those segments getting longer. The flex spot is the reason why Matt's house is a robotics lab. 
It was his first product idea for Impossible Incorporated. And the robot was the subject of his PhD, which he finished in 2016. In 2019, Matt used the robot to form another company. It's called Flex Solutions. That's FLX. He's got pre-seed funding, he's hired some people, and he's nearly finished his beta prototype, the minimum viable product, the robot he'll demo with potential customers. Yeah, so the FlexBot is a one-inch diameter Snake Lake robot that's designed to get workers into places they can't easily get and do what they can't currently do. So it's made up of these six-inch long rigid links that have a patented technology that I invented that allows them to both extend and rotate. And what that enables the snake to do is put it in a wall, put it in a pipe. It can form an S-shape and then brace against the walls of a cavity, just like a rock climber trying to brace against like a chimney to slither up. That's what the technology can do. And then it can lock out and do things like drill, spray, and inspect. One of the things is that all the links, which are identical, have cameras in them. So we can stitch the cameras the images from all those cameras together into one 3D, AR, VR, you name it, image to give it that first-person view without having to get workers in harm's way. And our goal with this technology is make it so that it's mass deployable by lowering cost and really making it so the user interface is such that anybody can pick it up and operate it. Matt says the FlexBot has a few advantages over the competition. It's narrower, it can extend and brace itself, and it's cheaper. Matt says the average service robot costs about $50,000. The FlexBot will cost in the hundreds of dollars. He sees the robot helping with things like running wires, soldering pipes, troubleshooting for underground utilities, and protecting workers who work on high-voltage systems. But you also have things like the internet, where a single minute of downtime can cost tens of thousands of dollars. We're trying to come up with ways to enable those workers to work on these live systems and do preventative maintenance and things like that without having to put themselves in harm's way and without having to take stuff out of service. It's exciting work and exhausting. This beta prototype has taken him 12 months to build, 12 months of working six to seven days a week, sometimes 20 hours a day. It's one of the things he shares when he talks to students about startup life. It's not easy. That expression of, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life, that's not true. Uh, (laughs) You'll just not resent the work you're busy doing. (laughs) He also wants students to know what entrepreneurs like him are looking for in their employees. If you're getting an engineering degree from a school like Lehigh, it's a bit accredited. Everybody took the same course as you did. Everybody had a capstone design. Everybody took math. So that's, if you have a degree, I assume you know that stuff. I'm curious to see what you've been passionate about, what you've done to supplement it. Did you have a, a business, a blog, a podcast? Something that I wish more people did is have an online portfolio, not just projects you did during school, but things you've made, uh, just learning more about who you are. Um, so much of what I know and do on a daily basis is, is self-taught, especially at the end of my PhD. I had a good enough fundamental understanding of math, science, physics, those sort of things to be able to pick up just about any article and work my way through it. So it's good to learn the languages, but really it's up to you to become that multi-talented person. He says it's up to students to make themselves indispensable. And one way to do that, he says, 
is to become a T-shaped systems thinker. For engineers, that means combining the depth of an engineering skill set, that ability to make, model, and measure, with the breadth of an entrepreneurial mindset, a mindset that's all about the three C's, curiosity, connections, and creating value. And that breadth goes beyond whatever four humanities classes you decide to sign up for. Again, that goes with you went to college. I get that you took a couple of things. But really understanding that mindset, the curiosity, connections, creating value, that that is a great foundation for this notion that you need to be well-rounded to truly stand out. And I could say for myself, it's having that balance of mindset and skill set that's really enabled me to do what I'm doing. Matt still has plenty to do to get his robot ready and some epic days ahead. But back in his house slash lab slash startup command post, back in the house powered by Google, there are moments of pure joy. Like when the robot moves exactly as it should and one of life's what-if problems gets closer to a solution. That's it for today's show. I'd like to thank Matt for taking the time away from his prototype to not only talk to me, but record the sounds of his lab. You can watch his robot in action on his website, flexsolutions.com. That's flxsolutions.com. And be sure to check out his YouTube page. Search Matt Bilsky, B-I-L-S-K-Y. You will be amazed. For more information about academic programs at the P.C. Rawson College of Engineering and Applied Science, and to find our show, head to engineering.lehigh.edu. Music in this episode is by Blue Dot Sessions. You can subscribe to Rawson Connection wherever you get your shows, and send us story suggestions or feedback on Twitter at Rawson Podcast. Thanks for listening, and stay safe.